0: the Bible Fellowship Church devotional podcast, devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for joining us. Our passage for today comes from the book of Daniel, chapter 9, starting in verse 13, which says this, As it is written in the law of Moses, all this calamity has come upon us, yet we have not entreated the favor of the Lord our God, turning from our iniquities and gaining insight by your truth. Therefore, the Lord has kept ready the calamity and has brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works that he has done, and we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of this land of Egypt with a mighty hand and have made a name for yourself, as at this day we have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteous acts, let your anger and your wrath turn away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy hill, because for our sins, and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people have become a byword among all who are around us. Now therefore, o, o our God, listen to the prayer of your servant and to his pleas for mercy. And for your own sake, O Lord, make your face to shine upon your sanctuary, which is desolate. O my God, incline your ear and hear, open your eyes and see our desolations in the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you because of our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, pay attention and act. Delay not for your own sake, O my God, because your city and your people are called by your name. God hates sin. The language of the Bible is very clear on this. God does not mince words. Sin cannot exist in his presence. Sin cost God's son his life. And of course, this would be the case because God is holy, holy, holy. He is utterly and totally morally pure. He is set apart. He is above and beyond, which is what makes it so remarkable that any of us are still alive at all, which makes it so incredible that God waits at all to punish the guilty. There are times when we wrestle with the fact that God allows people to go to hell. What might be more incredible is that God allows anyone to come to heaven. Our passage today comes from the latter half of the book of Daniel. And what's happening here is that while reading Jeremiah the prophet, Daniel realizes that the end of the exile for God's people is nearing its end. This causes him to fall before God in prayer. And the gist of his prayer, you know, it's much more fleshed out and intricate than this, but you'll get the idea. The gist of his prayer is this. God, you were just in punishing your people, but in your mercy, save us. Daniel recounts Israel and Judah's continued disobedience and sinfulness. They had a covenant relationship with the living God who brought them out of Egypt and into the promised land. Yet, they continued to turn towards selfishness and idols. God and His holiness could have smitten them then and there. Instead, He sends prophet after prophet calling His people back to Himself. Maybe they would repent for a season, but only to turn back to their sinful ways. More often, though, they did nothing, or they killed the prophet. Daniel to God says, any punishment that we have received was justly deserved. Yet Daniel loves his people. He loves his homeland. He longs for the Jews to be able to return to Israel, to the promised land. In asking for this, he calls not on Israel's deserving of restoration, but on God's mercy, which he has shown time and time again in his dealings with his people. Verse 18 says, basically, we make our pleas not because of our righteousness, but because of your mercy. God has shown his mercy time and again, and Daniel calls on it one more time. Lamentations 3 tells us that God's mercies are new every morning. And we will see later in the biblical story that God in his mercy does bring his people back home. Here at Bible Fellowship, we sing a song on Sunday mornings called, His Mercy is More. And it beautifully captures the essence of the situation. Our sins are many. They are terrible. They are an offense to the God of heaven. But His mercy is more. It's not that our sin is a big deal, it's a massive deal. It deserves eternal punishment. It's simply that His mercies outweigh our sin by an infinite amount. That doesn't mean that we should presume on His mercies and grace and simply continue to sin. That would just be a sign that we haven't fully appreciated his love for us and what he's done for us on the cross. Our response should be that of Daniel. We acknowledge that we so often fall short. We thank God for his mercies. And we walk in the confidence that God holds us and loves us despite our failures. Praise the Lord, his mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morning. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. God, we thank you for your word that it reminds us of your mercies and grace towards us, that it reminds us of your great love to us. Help us not to presume upon it and to continue to act selfishly, God, but to turn to you in gratitude and appreciation and praise and worship because of who you are and what you've done for us. But to walk in the confidence with our heads held high because you have purchased our redemption. There is now no condemnation for us. Praise the Lord. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Let's Talk Church Family. You are loved. Have a blessed day.